This is Hannah, and you're listening to Learning the Magic. Hey everyone, it's Hannah, and I have Bethany on with me. Hi! And we are live from Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, because we're at Disney World. We are sitting right outside Victoria and Albert's. Which is way outside of everyone's paycheck. Maybe. I think this is probably the closest I'll ever get. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Wishful we- thinking over here. <laughs> We are doing Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tonight at the Magic Kingdom, so we just took a little break here at the Grand Floridian to record the news segment and also just to sit for a moment. So let's go through news. There's a lot, but I'll still keep it to five, and we'll share more next week. So still on Disneyland. The first thing that came out, which may not seem like a big deal, but pin trading at Disneyland now has guidance where it's never really had. I've seen this. Yes. Yeah, they've never really had strict guidance before, but now you can find this in the Disneyland app. And the and if you're not sure what this means, this is the people that usually take up all the real estate in Frontierland and have their like books and books and books mm-hmm. of pins to trade. And so these are individual people that come into the park. It's not the cast members that are training at the trading at the shop. So the biggest three things that came from this guidance and rules is that these traders can only bring in one trading bag when they come into the parks. They also cannot use benches in Frontierland or bring in their own tables, which I guess some people do. How pissed do you think these people are? I think they're upset. Yeah. Very upset. This is like a thing. They are always there mm-hmm. every day, all day long. Yes. This is a thing. Like to close. And that's the yes. third biggest change was they can only be trading until 3 p.m., though this can be subject to change day to day. So I myself have always had not great experiences with them, especially with like when my kids are trying to trade pins with them and they're like, I get it. It's kind of like, I feel like it's a business for them. Right, right. They're trying to get like cool pins. Right, they're looking for the rare ones, sure, Mm -hmm. yeah. So when like a five and a three-year-old are asking for like a Cinderella shoe, like kind of, uh, yeah, we've just not had great experiences. I've never done it. I've always just done it with cast members. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the safest bet. And so I'm sure they're upset, but it's nice to see that Disney has realized that this could potentially be a problem. Maybe it's actually been a problem. And now there's guidance set in stone for those big pin traders. So Mm -hmm. not sure how everyone else feels about it, but I think this is a positive. Agreed. And then also something that opened up this weekend that I don't think anyone was tracking is the new stage and grassy play area opened in downtown Disney and it looks like it's a ton of space yes it looks amazing Mm -hmm. and I believe from the videos I've seen I think it's across from the Star Wars store it is yes so I actually saw it last week the walls were still up when I was there last week but I, I was there with my husband and I was telling him this is going to open so soon because you can actually see or you could see over the barricades um all of the the stage area and everything, it looked amazing. And, and there's the, yeah, the chairs concrete. and tables, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, that's going to be a great addition. Is the, st- is the original stage gone now? Do we I, know I can. That? I think it probably is. I would is. imagine so. Yeah, and so yeah. that's going to open that walkway up mm-hmm. so much more. Yeah, it's going to be huge. For guests walking through there. Because that was kind of a choke point. Because that's right when you get to security. Mm-hmm. And right also where... People can can you walk out to the right in between like the ES what was the ESPN store yes. and the and uh, start you can yeah. take that walkway over to mm-hmm. Mickey and Friends yeah. yeah so that will open up downtown Disney 
significantly. We just get the, we need to get the rest of the walls down. Another, so here's some of the big, big news that dropped. So we finally got a return date for Fantasmic on the Rivers of America. This will be Memorial Day weekend, the 24th of May, will be the first show back. So we don't know if that means Maleficent will respire. I'm assuming it's going to, something's going to be different, like some Mm -hmm. sort of an element. And they have announced in the past that they will bring a different spin to things. Right. And so I, and that what came with the news when they said there's going to be no more pyrotechnics. Is that the term? Like the no more fire effects in shows. But we have seen, like I've seen the Maleficent on main, in the main, the fantasy parade at Magic Kingdom blow fire. There has been a couple I've heard. When we saw Fantasmic the other night. Yeah. Here here at at Walt Disney World. Yes. In Hollywood Studios. Maleficent, she she breathed fire? Breathed? She, she breathed fire. <laughs> I don't know what the, <laughs> I'm so tired, you guys. <laughs> but also, I, I've heard that people have seen the fire from World of Color over at DCA have come back. But it's mm. not as intense as it was before. So maybe fire is making a comeback? I guess we'll have to wait and so see. We'll, May we'll 24th. See. May 24th. I'm excited it's finally coming back. I probably won't be there. So Bethany and Elisa... You guys have to report. <laughs> Will do. Will do. <laughs> and then... No, we... we're going to go in June. Oh, yeah. In June. We'll be there in June. Right after it Right happens. after it happens. Right yeah. after the crowds. Yeah. We'll yeah. be there in June. Spoiler alert. I'll be there in June. Um, okay. And then another news announcement was Avatar Experience that was announced at D23 Expo in 2022. It's been released that this experience will be in DCA. But this, I think, is a rumor still. I don't know if Disney has confirmed it because the only news source I can find for it has been along the lines of, like, people have heard Imagineers say that. So if that's true, we still don't know what the experience will be. We don't know if it's just, like, a walkthrough attraction, an actual attraction, a land. I don't think it's going to be a land. We don't have any room for a land. The only thing that I feel like has been confirmed is that it's going to be, and this is, you know, along with the original announcement, as amazing as Pandora in Animal Kingdom here. And I think that is a huge promise. Mm -hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do. That is a very big promise because that's, like, we just walked through it yesterday. What was yesterday? Oh my gosh, Monday. And at night and it's incredible like everything lights up and there's so much space to it and you have group mountain and i just i don't know how we can replicate that at disneyland we don't have the space to replicate it and especially in dca where does it fit right right but i also feel like if they're gonna um make that sort of promise they've got big plans Mm -hmm. so i'm excited maybe it's part of disney forward huh maybe but then that won't be for another like five, ten years that right, we get that. Right, so why yeah. would they, so why are they it? teasing it? Yeah. Mm. It'll be really interesting. To keep our hopes up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so last thing that we'll end this on. Saturday is Mickey and Minnie's ninety-fifth birthday. I'm so bummed that we're not gonna be here for it. I oh my gosh, yeah. We're gonna they, just miss it. Yeah. There's actually a special hidden Mickey that, in Magic Kingdom that you can only see on their birthday oh. in the line for Errol's Grotto, I believe oh, it is. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. But our coworker Lindsay will be here, and I think she's going to go see that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so don't forget to wish Mickey and Minnie a happy birthday on Saturday. And yeah, we'll get on with the episode. We have a cool episode today to understand DAS, which is the Disability Act. Disability Access Service. Access Act, yes. 
I don't know why. <laughs> We've done a lot of America tours. I blame Epcot. Um, okay, so the, yeah, the Disability Access... What disability Access Service. Thank you. I believe. Our brains are dead. We're on day four at Disney World. But thank you, Bethany, for being on. And we hope that you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. Say bye. Oh, bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs>All right, we have Patrice on the podcast today. Patrice is a fellow travel planner with me at Concierge, so she's been doing it much longer than I have. She has much more knowledge than me. And she, I believe you live in Arizona, right, Patrice? Yes, I do, Chandler, Arizona. Yeah, but you are you are able to go to Disneyland quite often because that is your home park, right? Correct. I go probably once a month. Or sometimes more. I remember those days. Before I moved up here to Washington, <laughs> I was going once a month. And now I'm like, I haven't been there since August. I'm itching Aww. to go. But yeah, so to get, like we always do with new guests, we like to ask a couple questions just to get to know you a little bit more. So what is your favorite Disneyland treat? Um, okay, so <laughs> they don't always have it. But probably my favorite thing is they have a s'mores rice crispy treat. <gasps> my favorite and I love that the little chocolates on top are shaped like, like Mickey. Mickey yeah they're so cute what is your staple is that like your staple if it's in the park that's what you're getting every time or do you have a favorite treat that you get every time you go to the park no no because I try not to focus <laughs> too much on food when I'm there that's so hard um, I know it is it's the best part <laughs> I know trust me it's not easy oh, but yeah so I try not to like, sometimes I'll like eat before I go or um, if I, but also when it's really hot in the summer, I'm not hungry when I'm there, Oh, that's but I am true. thirsty. Mm -hmm. So I'll definitely get like a Dole Whip and I love the Dole Whip that's like the Dole Whip, but it also has pineapple juice in it, oh, like with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, it's like a float. Yes. Yeah. Love that. It's so refreshing. Um, and then I imbibe, so I love to go to California Adventure and get, like, a nice drink. Oh, yes. Yeah, and also that's a really good way to save money is, like, I've never thought about eating before going to the parks besides, like, breakfast for a rope drop. We always eat in the hotel. Mm -hmm. When my kids were little, we would literally bring an entire loaf of bread, a jar of peanut butter, <laughs> a jar of jelly. And we would sit over in front of the train station when they, that middle center, they used to have, like, benches around there. Oh. Um, and we would sit there and we would make, because I'd go with my girlfriends, and we would make like 20 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and like pass them out to all the kids with us. And we would bring waters and like goldfish and all that stuff. Yeah, that's perfect. That's such a, that's a fun way to do Disney. Okay, mm -hmm. moving on from the food. We could talk about food all day. Okay, so, and, <laughs> yes. and I didn't prepare, Patrice. I don't like to prepare the guests with, with the questions to get to know you because I like to see I like to see how people need jerk response so what's your favorite Disneyland ride in the whole resort DCA or Disneyland Park probably a tie between Peter Pan mm -hmm. and then I also love Monsters Inc really I know I'm one of the few people who loves that ride that's oh my gosh my <laughs> husband really loves that ride I don't think I ever have to ride that ride ever that's the ride I ride almost every time. Oh, really? Okay. I love Peter Pan. I'm so happy. I feel like a lot of times I get people that say, like, Peter Pan's kind of, like, like overdone. Like, it's not as good as everyone thinks it is. And I, I just think that's such a classic. 
Like that's my favorite ride to do. It's for me, it's the nostalgia because mm-hmm. I remember when I was little and I loved riding it because there's that one part where you kind of like swoop down a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought I was on a roller coaster when that <laughs> happened when I was little. I thought that was the coolest thing. So, yeah. well, Pe- that's why I love it. Peter Pan was the first ride in Disneyland I remember riding. So, to me, it's like the quintessential, like that means you're at Disney is when you ride yes. Peter Pan. That's how it is for me. And I love it so much. So Patrice is on today to help me talk a little bit about, okay, okay, here's the first question. Is it DOS or DAS? It doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, because in my head, I say no. DOS, but I feel like when I speak it, I say DAS. So that is the disability access service that is available at Disneyland and Disney World, but we're going to focus more on Disneyland, except for I think it's probably the same service on, on both coasts, correct? Yes, it is pretty much exactly the same. Okay, that's good to know. So I know nothing about it. I was told by Elisa that you were really smart on it because you and Elisa have spent time in the park. So I was like, okay, I got to get Patrice on the podcast because I want to understand it because I actually feel like I have family members that could apply for it, but I just don't understand Mm -hmm. the system. And I feel like this is something that I know of it because I feel like I've heard a lot of people say that it's abused. Like they're worried that it's too easy of a system to get into or like it's just like kind of a big question bubble for a lot of people. And I've had people ask me about it and I just have to say, I'm sorry, I don't know. Like I can try and research it. So thank you so much for being on to help us understand what this is. Just like anything, any system can be abused. Mm -hmm. So that I mean obviously there are people who abuse the system yes. but I think they do a pretty good job of trying to weed those people out. Yeah. I instantly thought it was like a disability service for those like ECVs. But it's for mm-hmm. those kind of disabilities that aren't necessarily like you look at someone and you can see that they have a disability. It could be a number of different things. And if you read the description on the Disneyland website it says for people who have a hard time with waiting in lines. Like whether that's yes. like autism or a back surgery or anything along that spectrum, it's not necessarily for those that are in ECVs or like anyone that is physically disabled. There's a whole plethora of reasons why someone may or may not be able to wait in a line for 45 minutes. So could you, is there, like, is there anything that I've missed from that? No, but a lot of people are kind of, mistaken they think that if you're in a wheelchair or in like a scooter that you should go get the DOS Mm -hmm. or DAS whatever it doesn't matter um but no that actually states in there that your disability that is um if it's based on the necessity to use a wheelchair or a scooter that is not covered under this disability access service okay that's good to know okay so and like a little bit behind that though because if you are in a scooter or in a wheelchair almost I think every single ride at DCA is wheelchair and scooter accessible so that's fine any of the newer rides like any ride that's been built say in the past 20 years at Disneyland is scooter and wheelchair accessible Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much all of Fantasyland is not So if you are in a wheelchair or a scooter, what you do is you'll see a cast member usually under an umbrella, like around the exit of each ride. You'll go to them and they'll see you in your scooter and they know, and you just say, can I please get a return time? And they will scan your app, 
and they will give you a return time to come back and go through the exit or make whatever accommodation you will need because your wheelchair scooter cannot fit through the regular line. Mm-hmm. So that's not the same. No. And is that okay? So it's not. I remember having a friend that went to Disneyland when they were little and their dad was in the wheelchair and it was things mm-hmm. for like Pirates of the Caribbean and he wasn't excess and we're totally off track of DOS now I just have questions so <laughs> um he wasn't able to transfer in and out of his wheelchair so there was some rides that he like he couldn't get into Pirates of the Caribbean you have to be able to get out of your wheelchair to then yeah. get into the boat and then be able to get out yeah. so if you are disabled to a point where like you can't physically leave your wheelchair then there's some rides you just cannot get on which is like probably those fantasy land rides and everything and unfortunately, the majority of the rides are not wheelchair accessible mm-hmm. like that, where you can transfer with your wheelchair onto the ride. Mm-hmm. I think they do. Oh, I know they have one for Haunted Mansion, I believe. Yes. Um, and they have one for Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to go through all of them in my all I can. And monsters, the top of my monsters head. Inc. has monsters one. Inc. Yep. Yeah, there you go. You have monsters, monsters Inc. <laughs> yeah, and that, it's not that many. It's not a lot. Yeah, so if you you can't transfer, it's it's much more limited. Okay, so that is right. the difference between like a disability being in a wheelchair ECV versus DOS. Yes. That those do not apply to DOS. So okay, correct. I wanted to ask what, what does apply. <laughs> well, because I think it's hard to like narrow down and say what. I think it's like if you are unable to stand in line, then you kind of are eligible for DOS, correct? Yeah, I just think like if you think that you could benefit from it, like it would make your day in the park better. Or if if like I had somebody come to me and say, oh, I only go to the parks for like a few hours because that's all I can handle. You definitely need to go apply for the DAS service. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so just think of it that way. If you think that it'll benefit you and your health, then definitely apply for it. Yes. Not, yeah. So if it's like, a, it has to contribute to health. So do you have to provide like medical information? I know like there's a limit because of HIPAA, like P- Disney can't ask for like your medical diagnosis necessarily correct. So they just do like a okay. virtual chat or how does that work? Right. So that's actually a misnomer. It has nothing to do with HIPAA. It has everything to do with the fact that they don't want to get sued. Um, So they will not ask you for any medical records. And if you try and show it to them, they will tell you, please put that away. Okay. So do not bring any medical records with you. You do not need them. The only thing you need to do is you need to be able to articulate why it is difficult for you to be in a line for an extended amount of time. And you can do this in the park or you can do it virtually with a cast member. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um, if you do it virtually, you're going to go on to the website and you go to the disability services and there's a little link and it will say request live chat. You press that. And you'll wait until somebody answers. You can walk, well, you can't really walk away from it, but like you could, like if you wanted to open up another page on your computer, you can do that. You won't lose your spot in line or anything. But that wait can sometimes be like two hours. Mm -hmm. And then it'll also like time you out at a certain point is what I've heard. Yep. 
it will. (laughs) Yeah. So as soon as 30 days in advance from your trip, you can do this, but you have to do, if you're going to do it virtually, you have to do it two days before your arrival. So you have a window between two to 30 days. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And if like, you're going to be there for multiple days, you want to make sure that your last day in the park is within that 30 day time period. Oh, okay. That's a good, that's a good point. Cause then you would have to essentially call again, right? Like, it'll, oh. yeah. Okay. So, because I was wondering, does it, or does it not just last for a certain number of days or is it only for your trip yeah. time? It'll last for either as long as your ticket, you know, like however many days you're in the park. Mm-hmm. Like if you just have a regular park ticket and you're there, let's say you have a four day park ticket. It'll be for all four of those days. Okay. If you have if you have an annual pass, it's good for sixty days. Oh, if you were to make a four day park ticket at the beginning of December, and then you decided you want to go for New Year's, it won't hold that whole month because you have no, to do it within that call. thirty days. Exactly, you'd have to do it again. Okay. If you do it for Disneyland, it won't automatically transfer to Disney World either, right? It has to just be for that one resort, even though they're essentially the same program. Yep. You still have to call again for Disney World. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Okay. Ooh, that's a lot of this is a lot of technical information for this episode. <laughs> okay. Yes, it, there's a lot. Okay, so <laughs> that's all like pre-registration, but also part of that is you can pre-select rides for when you go mm-hmm. to the park during this. So that is the huge benefit of doing the pre-registration between that 32 and 30 days mm-hmm. is that for every day of your park ticket, like let's say again, you have a four day park ticket, you get to pick two rides for each of those four days to pre-select. So if you're doing DCA one day and then Disneyland, mm-hmm. you can pick two rides or is it just for the day? I, just for the okay, day. I think I got, I confused myself when I just said that. Um, <laughs> so okay. even if you're park hopping, so if you have like a park hopper ticket, you can't, it's not like it's two rides per park. It's just two rides per day. So you could do one Disneyland and one DCA. Right. And, but some rides are excluded. So like uh, at just out of the pre-registration thing. So during your pre-registration, like you can't do like Rise of the Resistance or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I'm not sure what they, probably cars, uh, the Radiator Springs Racers wouldn't be included either. Okay. But those rides are included when you're in the park and you go to choose your next time okay and then so when you are pre-selecting those rides are you also selecting your time for those rides or is it just like a free-for-all when you're in the pre-registration process no you're selecting a time as well and when you select a time whether it's pre-registration or when you're already in the parks and you're picking like your next ride they give you a time that you can come back, but there's no end time. And that's what's really nice for people who have disabilities, because sometimes there's people who have issues with like maybe overheating. So, you know, you're maybe on your way to go get on that ride because your return time starts at 11 a.m. And you're halfway there and you're like, oh, my gosh, like I need to go sit somewhere where it's cool because I'm having a health issue right now. Okay. So you can go back whenever you want for the rest of the day. Like just any time that you're, when you're ready to go back, go back. It's not like you lose it like you do with, with Genie Plus. Correct. Use it that same day. Oh yeah. It won't transfer over. Okay. That's good to know. I don't, my brain is whirling. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Okay. So once you have like DOS on your 
like your Disneyland profile, like in the app? Is there like something separate that pops up on the app for you to schedule this? If you're on the app and you know, if you go all the way down to the bottom, right, there's that little hamburger menu, those Mm -hmm. three little lines. If you click on that and you kind of scroll down, you will see it like a little square that pops up that says DAS Disability Access Service. Okay. It's usually like the last one of those boxes. You have to navigate to it to find it once you are accepted into the program. Exactly. So how often can you choose new rides when you're in the park? Is it like Genie? Because I, I like the easiest way for me to understand it is to equate it to mm-hmm. Genie Plus. So is it like every two hours? Or is it once you nope. scan in or? Yes. Once you scan in or cancel, then you can schedule the next one. Okay. So you can't just start stacking rides up. No. But you can with those first two that you have. Oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. so those first two that they give you during the pre-approval registration process, you have those two. And then as soon as you get into the park, you can schedule your third one. But then from there, you can't schedule another one until like that third one that you used. Mm-hmm. You can schedule another one after you use that third one. But the first two can stay on there. Oh, okay. Like till the end of the day if you want. Okay. Okay. So you could then kind of stack that if you're gaming the system. <laughs> like, yeah. If it, But just those two. Just those two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes more mm-hmm. sense. That makes sense. Is it like almost every ride in the park that you can use it? Because you were saying like you can use it for rides, you can use it for racers. There's no rides that are excluded once you're in the park. No, you can use it on every single ride. But if the ride has a virtual queue, like in Walt Disney World, they have um, a couple rides with virtual queues right now. And you can only ride it if you get the virtual queue. The same thing applies to your DAS. Like if you don't get that virtual queue... You can't just go up there with your DAS and go be like, well, I have my DAS. I want to get on the ride. Oh, okay. They're going to be like, no, sorry. You have to get the virtual queue. But once you have that virtual queue, you can go up there and say, okay, I have my disability access service. Um, and they will make that accommodation for you so you don't have to wait in that long line. And also, so this isn't, because I know I'm like m- making it kind of like understandable based off of Genie Plus. This is different in that mm-hmm. it's not like you're skipping the line. When you're using the no. DAS system, you're just getting, you're just, whatever the wait time is when you're scheduling it, you're waiting that, but you just don't have to stand in the line and wait for it. Is that correct? correct. You're Yeah. Exactly. Usually, like, if you're, let's say, um, right now, the ride has a 40-minute wait, mm-hmm. usually they'll give you, like, a 30-minute return time. They usually take about 10 minutes off, because you figure it still takes you about 10 minutes, because you don't literally go right onto the ride. You do have to wait a little bit because they have to, you know, you know, you have to wait for the car to come and people to unload. And sometimes you do wait in part of the queue. It just depends. So it's usually whatever the wait time is minus 10 minutes. So that means you don't have to be in the area then. Like, because I yes. like a wait, walk up wait list where you have to be in the general area to make your reservation. It's not like you have to be in Galaxy's Edge to get rides. You can still be over on Main Street. Yeah, it can be wherever you want okay that's nice okay I have a list I'm just like I have a, like <laughs> literally a list of questions to make sure I understand this who okay when you are doing your pre-registration I probably should ask this when we were talking mm-hmm. about that do you have to tell the cast member who's going to be with you and they have to be like part of your party or is it just like you're standalone 
in the app and then whoever with you can join you? No. So when you're doing the pre-registration, you're going to make sure that you have whoever you're going with. So let's say it's you and your husband and your two kids. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that all four of you have your passes on the app, that you all have reservations for whatever days you're going. Make sure you're all on there, all on that account, because they will be pulling that up. The other thing is you want to make sure you're not logged into your app when you're talking to them. You only want to be logged in on the computer. I don't know why, but it messes them up somehow because they'll be like, are you logged into the app? Yeah. Okay. Log out of the app. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) No, no. It's weird. Too many people logged in. Okay. Yeah. But you can have you and up to five people. So six people total or the recipient and five people. And then I also read, so for example, not everyone that needs to use this system is old enough to call and do this. So like if you're a mom that has a child that can't stand in line, you can do Mm -hmm. the virtual call, but the person with a disability needs to be with you. They need to physically see the person because they also will take their picture. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. I was a teacher um, and I taught kids with autism and I would take some kids to Disneyland sometimes. And it would be difficult, you know, because they can't, some kids can't sit still for very long, but they do need to just physically see the child Mm -hmm. and take their picture real quick. So if you know your child has a problem with taking pictures, sometimes you can have your own picture of the child and sometimes they can use that but most likely they'll need to get a picture somehow so just be prepared for that because I know you know if you have a child who has issues focusing with ADHD anxiety autism whatever it is um, you know you kind of need to prepare the child for what's going to be happening yes yeah and then when they're scanning in Because you scan just like with Lightning Lane, right? Like it does the doo-doo with the green. Yeah. Yeah. Any place where they have the Genie Plus, the Lightning Lane, you're going to scan in. You scan the person who has the disability pass. You scan their pass first. Okay. And the light will turn blue. And when that happens, it alerts the cast member to match the picture to the person who's standing there. And then once they verify that, they click a button and then it turns green. Okay. So once the light turns green, then you scan everybody else in your party. In. Well, then I guess I just answered my own question because I was thinking for some reason, I knew that they had to scan in, but I was also thinking that they had to go through the exit. So you still, you go through the lightning lane, but if there's mm-hmm. no lightning lane, is that when you would go to the exit? Yes, oh, okay, correct. Okay, that makes more sense. And then they have handheld scanners. Okay. So you scan in. I just totally lost my train of thought. And okay. So we're talking about people joining you with DOS. So you can have up to six. Um, the mm-hmm. person who has that disability has to scan first, they match the picture, mm-hmm. and then five people can come with them. These people have yep. to be on the same account during when you're registering with the tickets. Yes. Okay. I usually go to the parks by myself, mm-hmm. and I have my DAS pass for me. But, like, let's say, Hannah, you wanted to come meet me at the parks then when I get there and you get there, I would have to put your pass on my app. And then I would go up to guest services or one of the blue umbrellas to where the plaid people are um, and say, oh, my friend Hannah's here with me today. Can you please add her on to my desk so we can ride together? Oh, okay. 
So that's nice that they allow you to do that. And it's not just like family. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would really suck for somebody who, um, you know, has some sort of disability and they want to go with their friends, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to like ride the ride separately. So. <laughs> oh yeah. That's totally true. I feel like we've got it. Is there anything that I don't even know to ask the question? Cause you've answered all of my um... questions going through this. I would say the biggest things are you need to be prepared to explain why it's difficult to wait in extended queues, why it's difficult for you. They don't care what your actual disability is. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to know why is it difficult for you. So like if I go, I would say, you know, like let's say you have anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's really diff- because of my anxiety, it's really difficult for me to wait in line when I'm in line for too long. I tend to um, either get emotional or I've been with kids that like, you know, you'll say if my child has to wait too long in a line, they get um, anxious and then they might start hitting people, oh, you know, yeah. or, you know, they, they might lash out, um, they might scream, they might cry you know, just why is it difficult for you to be there? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you just, you need to be prepared to be able to explain okay. that part of it. Have you ever heard of someone being denied it? Yes. Oh, really? Do you know this situation? I'm just curious, like who, yes. who's ever been turned away? Like what was the reasoning that the cast members? Do? So, yeah. And this is one thing I, I tell people too. A lot of times, um, people who are in wheelchairs or scooters, Mm -hmm. you're in the wheelchair or scooter, but that's not like your disability. Like you have other issues. So it's not, you know, yes, you could sit on your scooter and go through the line for an hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is. But because of something else that you have, it makes it difficult for you to be in that line for 45 minutes, regardless of the scooter or the wheelchair. But sometimes as soon as the cast member sees that you're in a scooter or a wheelchair, they automatically deny you. So I always tell people, if you're doing that virtual meeting with them, like don't have your scooter or wheelchair in view of the camera when you're talking to them. And don't tell them you're in a scooter or wheelchair. Just say, I have difficulty waiting in line because X, Y, and Z. Okay. Don't bring up that other part of what's going on in your life. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the fact why you can't wait in line. You know, like, um, I know somebody who's in a wheelchair, and they actually have a disorder where they can't regulate their body temperature. Mm -hmm. So they say, you know, I'm unable to regulate my body temperature, temperature, and when I have to wait in line too long, I can get too hot and overheat and get heat stroke that type of thing. So that's what you need to say. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on the fact that you're in a wheelchair or in a scooter. Okay. I have a family member cause I've been wondering if I should, we would did a big family trip in March and I've been feeling guilty mm-hmm. cause I've been like, I don't know if I should have had her call to get a DOS. So when she moves too much, she, she has a really rare blood um, cancer. So like she will, mm. she depletes her energy very quickly, but we got her ECV yes. and that seemed to work, but then we didn't have her ride the ECV when we were in the lines. Like I'm thinking of when we were in haunted mansion, we waited in mm-hmm. line for, I think it was 45 minutes and she was having a really hard time with her strength and like being able to walk yeah. through the line. So I was like, Oh my gosh, should I have 
gotten her this DOS, but I was like, but I wasn't sure if we, like, because when she, after the ride, as soon as she got on the scooter, it was fine because she was able to eat and then get her energy back up and then sit for while we were going to the next ride. Do you think someone like that would have applied or no? Yes. Okay. Most definitely. Pretty much anyone who has cancer should get it. Okay. Because it, that what you're saying is true. It's like, you don't have the same energy and stamina Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, I can't wait and, you know, I can't stand for a long period of time because I have cancer and I tend to get very tired. Okay. Okay. So the next time we go on a family trip, I need to schedule that for her and make sure that we get her that service. Yes. And then for someone that like, and now I'm thinking of someone else. So would someone that just had like foot surgery, would they be able to apply also, even though they could, because what I'm thinking is I'm thinking of all these scenarios where someone could just get an ECV or a wheelchair and then they're Mm -hmm. fine. But if you say like, not everyone has the means to like rent an ECV or a scooter, or they don't want to bring their crutches with them to a Disney trip, would they be Mm -hmm. applicable to use that program for their trips? No. No? Okay. No, like foot surgeries, broken legs, things like that. They, they'll they say get a scooter or a wheelchair. Oh, okay. Um, they, they will not allow that. Cancer is completely different because it's affecting different things. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, you can't walk. You can't not walk because you have a broken leg. You can't walk very far because you have cancer and you get tired. Okay. Yes, the ECV would help and the wheelchair might help. But that person would probably still get tired waiting in line. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes you know, sense. Or they might yeah. get overwhelmed or the fact that they're around so many people, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it depletes you mentally, emotionally. Yes. I know how exactly. I feel being totally healthy in the park. And yeah, I can only imagine if you have factors working against you, mm-hmm. how overwhelming that could be. Okay. That makes sense. It, okay. Yeah. I think that's all of my questions now for real. Cause I know I've already <laughs> said that. <laughs> what have I missed anything? Like, do you think people, is there anything else you'd want people to know? Don't be afraid to ask for it. If you think it could benefit you mm-hmm. ask for it. And sometimes you'll get turned down. Like I said, a friend of mine got turned down, but they were like, no, I'm in, I'm in the wheelchair, but that's not why I can't not wait in line. Like mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with it. So if somebody tells you no, I mean, don't afraid, don't be afraid to try somebody else and just maybe plead your case differently. Again, that's why the wording is really important mm-hmm. when you're talking about what's wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know, why you can't wait in line, why your child can't wait in line, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to be very specific about, you know, what happens to you when you can't wait in line what why is it difficult for you so I think that's very 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 important okay Um, that's yeah that's good to know and yes there's always like you said in the beginning there will always be people mm -hmm. that abuse the system but yeah you have no idea what people are going through and it may be really easy to look at someone and be like they don't need to use this but you really don't know what's going on in their life yep happens to me all the time people look at me like what makes you special I'm like, sweetheart, if you had to live in my body for one day, trust me, you couldn't handle it. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> think I was special. Yeah, having this diagnosis isn't anything fun. And the fact that you have to use DOS isn't necessarily a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. If you talk to anybody who uses the DAS Pass, 
guarantee you they would give it up in a heartbeat to be healthy again. yeah so yeah and that's that's a really um, good frame of mind to be in when you see people like that just pray that you are healthy enough that you don't qualify for the doc system or if you're like oh I should yeah. have that now hopefully this helps someone realize like this is a program that can help you when you go to the parks and maybe make a loved one's day easier and better and more magical without having to exactly. go through so much pain exactly and there's probably just a couple more things I would note okay. and things that I've experienced yes, so like when I used to take the kids who have autism and, you know, there's a spectrum. Some kids, you know, can wait a little longer than others. But when I would go with kids who really couldn't wait, I would buy Genie Plus also. So if you can't afford that, you can do that because then you can kind of double things up a little bit. Oh, okay. And you can, and it's l even less waiting for those uh, people then. So you can use both. A lot of people think you can, but you can. <laughs> it also works for after hours events. So like I just went Ooh. to Oogie Boogie Bash. I know. The only thing it worked for in Oogie Boogie Bash though was Villains Grove. Because all the other lines move pretty. And it works for all the rides, of course. Yes. Oh, but like okay. you can't use it for any shows. So you can't get front row for like the fireworks or any of the shows. Um, and it doesn't get you to the front of the line for any character experiences. So it still yeah. works on all the rides, just like a normal park day. And then the only extra mm -hmm. experience for the party was Villains Grove. Okay, that's nice to know. Right. But you do have to add it separately onto that ticket because it's a separate ticket. Okay. So if you so have when... park tickets, you have to make sure to note that you have this party ticket as well. It will automatically add. Well, you have to tell them to add it. Oh, yeah. okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yep. You have to be scanned into the park to make a selection. So like, let's say I'm at Disneyland and I know I'm going to go to DCA right now. I can't make my next ride attraction in DCA until I actually physically scan into DCA. Oh, okay. So if you're, if you want to then, you've been in Disneyland, now you're in DCA and you want to make one in Disneyland. Do you have to scan back in or since you've yes. already been there? Oh, okay. So you have, you have to physically be in that park to make the reservation well no you have okay. to have been scanned in okay. so let's say I go to Disneyland and then I leave and I go down to Napoli's for lunch okay while I'm sitting at Napoli's I'm like you know what when I go back into the park I think I want to ride Peter Pan so while I'm sitting at Napoli's even though I'm not in the park I can still get a return time for Peter Pan because I have already been scanned into there. Oh, okay. But as soon as you scan into DCA, now you're being shown as you're scanned into California Adventure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I actually, now that we're talking about it, is there a limit to how many rides? I have one more question, Patrice. <laughs> can you, <laughs> is it only like one ride per day or can you do a ride multiple times? You can ride it as many times as you want oh, wow. to. So that's the difference between Genie Plus and this is that if you want to go on Peter Pan 14 times in a day, then you go on it 14 times in a day. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Because it's not like a, okay, that makes, I'm, I'm, I'm making connections in my head. I'm kind of like thinking out loud because it's not like you're like Genie Plus, you're paying for an opportunity. This is literally like a system to help people. It's not a one shot. Okay. This is me talking it right. through. Sorry. I'm like, this makes more sense now. Okay. Yeah. Basically all it is, it's a virtual placeholder for mm -hmm. you. So 
let's say you were going to stand in line for Peter Pan for 40 minutes, instead of you actually physically standing in the line, you can sit somewhere else while you're kind of virtually waiting in that line. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Okay. Anything else? Are we good? Did we make, did we get it all? Well, so some of the things like if anyone listening is actually going to hopefully or hopefully not use this, but if you do have to use this service, once you scan in, sometimes people are like, wait, you know, because remember I said you click on the hamburger menu, you scroll down, you'll see the little box that says DAS and you should be able to schedule your ride. Sometimes that doesn't pop up right away. So you'll have to log out of your app and log back in and then hopefully it should pop up age old calm trick if it's not working you just turn it <laughs> off and you turn it back on exactly <laughs> exactly so that's like one of the few glitches I found sometimes or sometimes like I'll be like halfway down main street before it finally like pops up on my app because it just like the computer has to get that information to the app and it doesn't always go immediately don't panic just refresh yes and if you scan it yeah if you scan into a ride and like you know how we do with genie plus you scan in then as soon as you've scanned in you pick your next ride right (laughs) yes so if you go to pick your next ride and let's say one of the people didn't scan right and that's still on there it won't let you book another one you just have to go in and cancel the previous one so you like click on it and then it'll give you an option to cancel. Just cancel it, and then you can um, book everybody again. Oh, okay. Normal actions for lightning yep. lanes. Okay. Have we missed anything? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I keep I, you keep coming up with things I didn't even know to ask. Honestly, just they have a phone number that you can call on the website, and they also have a um, email. So if you wanted to call or email and ask questions. They're very kind and will answer questions for you to their best of their ability. The disability number is 407-560-2547, or you can send an email to disability.services at disneyland.com. And you can also use the chat box, right? Yeah, and the live chat is only open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, that's good. And currently, they only have English language available. So if you do speak Spanish or Japanese or something else, unfortunately, they won't have a translator. So you'll have to bring your own translator to the call. Listen to that. Um, That is travel planner knowledge right there. I would have never known that. (laughs) And if they close at 8 o'clock and you know it might take two hours for you to get through, try try and log on before 6 p.m. so you can make sure and actually talk to to somebody before they close because once it hits eight o'clock they just hang up on you they disconnect your (gasps) if you're actively talking to somebody (laughs) you're fine but if you're like if you're still in the queue waiting they're like sorry sucker yeah bye (laughs) can you imagine like mid-sentence like click eight o'clock and my shift is over no yeah I figured (laughs) that Disney service is known for a reason I don't think they would just yeah hang up on you Okay, perfect. Well, oh my goodness, Sharice, thank you so much for... Of course. And I can always answer questions if anybody wants to call me, email me, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to help out however I can. So how can people find you? What's the best way to find you and reach you? So I am on Instagram. It's um, eat, sleep, plan, Disney. All one word, no periods, correct? Exactly. All one word, no periods. And then I'm also part of the concierge team. So if you go to our website, you can find my information on there as well. 
And my email is my initial P for Patrice, and then my last name, Hedman, H-E-D-M-A-N, at concierge.com. Yay! And I've only been able to really speak to you for like 10 minutes once in the park. What was that? That was back in April. But now that we're part yeah. of the same team, I can't wait to spend more time with you. And I'm I'm just so excited to get to know you better and know the rest of the team better and get to spend more time with everyone. And really, it's it's been awesome. I know you would have come on here even if I wasn't on the concierge travel planning team. But <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. You're so kind. And I can't wait to spend more time with you in the parks. We're excited to get to know you better. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. And make sure if you have any additional questions, reach out, reach out to Patrice and get all of her information. Follow her on Instagram. And yeah, let us know if you have anything else. You can follow me at Hannah Learning the Magic. You can ask me questions too, but I will probably, if I don't know the answer, I'll just go to Patrice. <laughs> all right. Have a great night and a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.